I didn't see you there. Hey, Doug. Hi, Caleb. Hey, it's me, Caleb. Remember? Hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? Hey, bud. Hi. Oh, uh, I mean, we won't cut this out, but are we putting out uh, our train wreck today? Yeah. Our our, our version of the Amy Ad- or no uh, Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> Co starring Bill Hader and LeBron James. That was my fault. Yeah, we are. We're dropping that today. Is it out already? Not yet. I'm finishing okay. up editing it. Let me know when it's up, and I'll just post about that and fat, fat actress at the same time. Oh, good I've idea. Really yeah, lazy good with idea. Instagram. That's okay. So, uh, I have no. Oh, I have an announcement for everyone listening. Okay. I ha- I have a Twitter now <gasps> that you you all. I have a personal Twitter. No, you don't. I do. Well, that's going to ruin my history of Doug 102 segment because now you're going to know when I ask for the stories. I am follow I am following Cameron, but I uh you can follow you can find me on Twitter at chicken salad toes. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that a rip on salad fingers? Uh Do you remember uh, that? It can Yeah, it can be. Uh no, it's chickens without the e at the end so it's chick chicken salad toes you do not understand uh, twitter this is not gonna I go don't. well for you <laughs> well i'm literally just using it to follow vaporwave labels so i can start making that money on the flip game on that flip dude i can't even explain to you but like i honestly i'm not 100 percent sure what vaporwave is <laughs> yeah i know it's a genre of music that's like purely like electronic shit uh-huh. but the aftermarket value on this first off it sells out really quick uh-huh. and the aftermarket value on this stuff skyrockets it's dumb there's a tape there's a vaporwave tape out there that's worth like 250 dollars Okay, so your new endeavor is Vaporwave. So this is the last episode of Blind Pilots. Doug is now transferring yeah. his career. I'm about to fuck up Vaporwave fans game because I'm just going to like buy shit up and then flip it. <laughs> so instead of failing at podcasting, you're now going to fail at Vaporwave. I hope I don't fail. I mean, all you have to do is buy it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm then sorry, just Doug. sit on it for a while. I'm just being an asshole. No, I, I just put a... I just, cataloged all of my records on discogs mm. and my my median value okay i probably shouldn't put this out there in case i get robbed but i'm gonna do it anyways my median value of my collection is like forty two hundred dollars whoa and my the the max end is like six grand and this vaporwave stuff is just gonna shoot that through the roof pretty much wow bro so wow I'm trying to get in the game, man. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot better. That's a lot more promising than being a podcaster. You should do that. Yeah, but it's like a... I mean, that is like a slow burn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have to... To get that, I'd have to piece out my collection. You know what I'm saying? I see. If I wanted to get if I wanted to get that forty two hundred or anywhere between forty two and six, I'd have to piece that out. You know what I'm saying? I see. And then wait for it to sell, or I could just make one really large sale and sell the collection off. You know, at one time. Okay. And it'd be worth about three grand. Okay. But I don't really want to do that. Yeah. I'd I'd rather keep 
my records instead of like being sad and looking at an empty record shelf that was once full. Oh yeah, that'd be sad. Yeah. So hey, listen, I, uh, listen to how I say sad now. Sad. That'd be sad. sad. That'd be sad. Do I sound? I'm. I've been really trying to sound like a Minnesotan up here. Oh, I learned how to say bag. So up here they say bag or beg, big. Could I? Could I borrow your book big? No, could I borrow your... Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. Some of, I, I dated know. a girl really sh- for a very short period of time from uh, from Upper Peninsula, Michigan. She didn't live there super long. Like, she's, she's like, from... She's, like... She lived most of her life in um, some, some one of those tiny towns outside Bowling Green. I can't really remember. Oh, okay. Outside Bowling Green. Okay. Okay. Uh, man, I wish I could Smith's Grove, maybe? I don't know. Still Doesn't Johnson matter. County, or? Uh, hold on. Let me look. I can't look her up, but, because I'm blocked. <laughs> oh, that's a good story. I, I can tell this is something to harvest. <laughs> long, long, long story that involves Jim Jeffries and a joke he once told. Oh. But I'm friends with people that are from her hometown. So is this a new you. Voldemorta? Have we introduced a new character to the podcast? Oh, oh, Glasgow. Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. Yeah, she's from there. But, like, she, like, grew up, like, going to the Upper Peninsula in the summers. And when we were ha- when we were hanging out, there was one night she, like, did this amazing, like, Min- Minnesotan, Michigan, um, like, soccer mom voice. And I was like, holy shit. Nice. <laughs> like, I was like, that's weird, but also kind of sexy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, she who shall not be named didn't particularly have edit an point. accent. Yeah, edit point. Uh, she, she didn't really have an accent, but we would meet people at the bar. And I'm like, woof, where are you from? Like, <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, so. interesting. And, oh, Texas is distinct, too. They talk real slow, and they really <sighs> hang on their words. I have, like, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, but I don't really think I have an accent. A lot, I've met a lot of people who think I'm from California. Interesting. And I'm just like, I can see. Okay. Uh, well, to be fair, they, they, one, they don't hear me with a Southern accent. Two, they see long hair. Three, they're like, oh, you must surf and or skateboard. And I'm yeah. like, well, I I do the second one. I, I've never surfed before, and I definitely snowboard. Yeah. But I'm definitely not from California, so <laughs> there's that. Bro, I went over to my bud's house last night, and I was fucking grinding down a 360 real 900. And then I busted my board up in my nuts, and I was like, fuck, how am I going to get home? And so I had to call a fucking Uber, but then I just fucking... What's it called when you hang on to the back of a car? Kitchen. And then I just fucking sketched all the way back home, and I was like, fuck, yeah. And then I busted a fucking 900 Ollie off the ramp of my house, and then I got a new snowboard, bro. Yeah, dude, I really like hanging out by Laguna. You know, I really just like shredding the gnar. You know, those waves are just so fucking tasty, bro. Like, the swell was sick. I'm talking, like, three feet overhead, bro. Like, it was fucking killer uh, so fucking gnar brah i caught a fucking family wave the last time i was out there as a party wave and i was just like fuck yes and then my fucking finally fingered my pussy for the first time and then i did a fucking backflip 900 mctwist bro 
Dude, man, I was I was on I was in traffic on the 405, bro, and I just got out and I started doing the Shiggy challenge, and then everyone was just like, "Go, bro, go!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thank you for indulging me. You're welcome. On just to bring it back because I, I've had a, I'll be honest with you guys, with you listeners, because I forgot that you were out there. But now I'll re- address you. I've had a rough mental health week, to be honest, and that just made me so happy, Doug. The fact that you just rolled with that made me so happy. Because I'm in a good mood today. I know. I like that. I can tell that. I like that. Yeah. You don't got to go to Louisville. Should we talk about ha- Louisville? I didn't have to go. To, I didn't have to go to Louisville today, which I was. I ha- I was thinking I would have to do, and I didn't have to do it, and I was really happy about that. I got a, I got offered a job today, which is awesome. Caleb and I talked about that off air. I'm not going to go into it again. It's too much that I don't want to talk about. But right, you know, right. I got a job. Uh, everything seems to be falling into place, man. I'm yes. just like hyped up on caffeine, and um, yeah, man. And I'm like gonna go buy a pack of beer later. I'm gonna get fucked up. Get fucked. Do nothing later. Yeah, well, babe. I do have to like meet. Do you know Lauren Colberth? I have to meet up with her around like five o'clock and go buy some. Uh, go buy a facial facial scrub. But that's all I have to do, really. Well, that's not a bad thing to have to do. There could be worse things. Sorry, I don't have shit to do today besides to go buy a facial facial scrub <laughs> and then drink some beer. That's not bad. That's not a bad yeah. to do list. She makes this really nice. Um, Coffee and sugar facial, or it's 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 an it's a body exfoliator. It's a body exfoliator, but I really just use it on my face. Um, it's coffee and sugar. Yeah, she uses Spencer's coffee, and it's it's kind of like wet and it's rough, and you you rub it in, and uh, it it really makes your face like fucking pound. You know what I'm saying? Because it brings all like the blood to the surface, but it feels so good. This is odd, Doug. I'm gonna be honest with you. You get a co- you put coffee and sugar on your face. Why don't you just get some coffee and some sugar? Why do you what is this? What are you talking about right Cuz I don't know how to make it. There's like other ingredients in it. It's just called a coffee sugar scrub. All right, I'm going to trust you. I love you as a person and so I'm going to trust you, but this sounds very fishy to me that somebody is selling you coffee and sugar and telling you it's a facial scrub. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I would buy it anyways. I like Lauren, but uh yeah, I mean, I'm really into I use face masks and I use face wash twice a day and I like I like to scrub off all that dead skin on my face. It's nice. So have you ever tasted this? I would imagine you could eat it, but no, I I haven't. <laughs> it smells amazing. It smells just like coffee. I'm really upset because I can tell that how our conversation is going that we're about to start talking about the show and that is upsetting to me right now. <sighs> Can you do a Chicago accent? I think so. Chicago. Dub Bears. Chicago. Yeah. I can do a Chicago. Chicago. I can do a Chicago. That leads us into our episode. We're going to talk about Sense 8 today. One of the characters is based out of Chicago. Oh, I thought I that was, that was the best way. To, I figured that was the best way to set it up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I realized that was like a loose, very, very loose setup. But you know, it is what it is. Welcome, blind pilots. The episode you're about to hear about today is the Netflix original Sense Eight. Uh, be prepared. You're going to hear some spoilers for Sense Eight. If that bothers you, you can go and watch it on Netflix. If not, just uh, you know, listen away. 
and uh, hear how we feel about it. Yep. That's a, that's a good spoiler alert, so now we can just talk about... Oh, that's a good spoiler alert, so now we can just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Since you're doing the Chicago accent, I do want to like... Okay, so like there is a character in the show from... Well, there's a... We've met a couple characters that are based in Chicago. Neither of them have like any sort of distinct Chicago accent, and I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Dude, okay, I'm gonna be real with you. I could I could wrap it up in, like, a couple sentences, but, like, I don't even feel confident doing that, because if I'm being 100% honest, I don't know what the fuck was going on in this episode. Yeah, I do not, today of all days, I do not envy your job of having to wrap up this episode. Like, usually I'm like, I could probably... Some, you're really good at like just boiling it down and you always honestly do better than I could do to be honest Doug just to be honest you always do a really good job and I'm just really curious how you're gonna wrap up this episode briefly because there's so much happening okay it's um, a two hour let's say this Doug it's a two hour show it's an hour what the fuck the pilot what did I watch what, what I did watched? you watch? It was an it was a it was an hour and seven minutes. Did you watch the first two episodes? I think I did. Oh my fuck! Jesus Christ! Uh oh! You're not. <laughs> God, God damn it! I've I've God. painted the water. I've uh I've ruined the whole premise of the show. Uh okay so the show or at least the pilot episode uh yeah. Yeah, take a breather. Take a five. Take a lap. The, the pilot episode revolves around eight different characters across the globe who are unexplicably telepathically connected. Yeah. Yeah. Like visually and auditorily. Like they- Yeah, it's visual, auditory, and mental. And, and it's like... And they can also see in the past but it also seems like they can seems like they have out of body experiences where they're in another place yeah they're like with each other yeah yeah that fair yeah that's literally the only way i know how to wrap this up because if i'm being honest like i said i don't know it was so hard to keep up with dude like i (sighs) okay here's my thing when I saw it was the Wachowskis, yes, um, L- Lily and and uh, and uh, uh, yeah, Lana and Lily Wachowski, formerly Larry and Andy, they're both trans women, which is rad. It's super cool because like they came out, or at least I think, or not came out, but Larry made his transition in like the early two thousands. And then Andy followed him closely after. Right. And I think it's just super interesting that they're both brothers and they're both trans women. Or they were. Yeah. Pronouns are. Yeah. Were, pronouns are tricky. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard. It sometimes is really hard to walk around just because like I'm a cisgendered white male. Right. Um, but they were brothers. They were known as the Wachowski brothers. And now they're the Wachowskis. Lana and Lily. Yeah. I think it's awesome. But when I heard it was them, I was like, oh boy, I'm in for a fucking mind fuck. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, The Matrix. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm the last thing I watched by them was Cloud Atlas, and I was like, I hate this. That's fair. Because I, I, like, I got, within the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, they're these two souls that are connected and live multiple lives and are always connected throughout these multiple lives, throughout time, and different, like, kind of almost multiverse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, I, I, within the first 20 minutes, I got it. You know, I was like, I don't need to see the rest of this movie, but I continued to watch it, and I, every time I watch something by them... I, I get headaches. It's hard to keep up with. Like, I feel like you couldn't pay them to make a coherent story ever. Like, they, mm. they're just not f- fans of that. Like, I feel like the most coherent story they did was The Matrix, but, like, after the first movie, it was just, like, they took the first movie and were like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like, yeah. I didn't... And honestly, like, I feel like I only liked the Matrixes as a kid because of all the action. But when I watch them as an adult, I'm like, what in the utter fuck is going on? Really? Okay. I've... I've, Let's go ahead. This is a little bit of a... Maybe an early pull on the segment. But, like, I recently rewatched the Matrixes or the Matrix-I. The Matri. Matrices. Matrices. Ooh, you know I think it's just the Matrix trilogy, really. But, yeah. That was really good, though. You really... You pulled your dick out, and it was bigger than mine, and I respect that. But uh, you have a good vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, as a self-proclaimed language nerd, I just got really, really sat on my ass. Like, that was really good, Doug. I love your facial expressions. Anyway, uh, but I, re- I recently watched him, all of them, and I had a new appreciation. I was like, I just saw, okay, I know these characters. I know where this is going. I saw a lot of spiritual shit that I didn't see the first time. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't know. I did. I took a philosophy class in college that I absolutely did poorly at uh, and hated. (laughs) Philosophy is not my dealio. It's too much heavy thinking. But, um, that is what philosophy is. Yeah. But, um, we did do a section in our class about the matrix it's all worked it they took like a bunch of different philosophers and worked it all into the matrix like the matrix is 100% based on actual philosophy yeah and everything yeah. like that and simulation theory and all kinds of different shit yeah and um I I learned about it in college and then recently whenever I got into all that conspiracy theory shit I was listening to this, like, six-hour podcast on simulation theory, and then, like, one hour of that was talking about the Matrix and all the philosophies behind the Matrix and how that worked into simulation theory and everything like that. And I actually ran into that professor at Michael's one day, and I was like, yeah, I've been listening to this podcast about simulation theory, and they're talking about all the stuff that you taught me and everything like that, and it all, you know, it all did a full 360, and I was like, this is, she was like, that's awesome, and, I, and she was like, did you like my class? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not one bit. Oh, that's funny, man. Uh, yeah, philosophy is just not my, not my giddy up. Do you have a favorite philosopher at all? I don't even think I could really... I don't even think I could name five, man, for okay, real. I think fair. the only... The, literally, like, the only philosophers that are, like, coming to mind right now are, like... Plato. Aristotle. Plato, yeah. Kierkegaard, Plato, and Nietzsche. There's Do you like four. Kierkegaard? I don't, think I, I, I don't even know. Don't I just know okay. the names. All right. I just okay. know the name. Like I said, I could probably name them. 
I don't I don't think I could spout off any of their Okay, Palato was the one who did the cave, right? Yes. The shadows on the wall. Yeah. Okay, I know a little bit about that, but honestly when we were learning that I was like every okay, every time I would go into that class I would leave with a headache. <laughs> okay. Just I understand. Like I understand. Watching a Wachowski bro- a Wachowski's movie. There it is. I almost said Wachowski Brothers, but Yeah, I know, I know. But that's not against like you're just used to saying that. That's not a problem with Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I didn't like find asshole. out that they were I didn't find out that they were trans women until like mm, I don't know, 6 months ago for real. Oh, really? It, yeah, it, I just like looked at them. I, it was when I was watching Cloud Atlas. I just like w- looked it up and clicked on the Wachowskis on Wikipedia and then it came up as Lana and Lily and I was just like Yeah. Aren't they brothers? And I was really confused, and right. then I, I, I did a little bit more digging, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 right, word. Right. Um, I will say that I do think it's cool uh, for them as trans women to include a trans woman in the show. Yeah, that's a good, that was the end. Thank you, Doug. That was the end I was going to take. Is It's cool. I don't think I've ever seen a big-budget show, or any show maybe, with a lead who's a trans woman. And I'm gonna sound really politically correct. She's really pretty. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that's incorrect. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. I said I said politically correct. Oh, correct. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, t- dude, are you a fan of Orange Is the New Black? No. Okay, okay. All right, never mind. <laughs> right off the bat, just no. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I love that fucking show. I just don't. I mean, I watched like the first like eight episodes of the first season, and then I got. I was like. I don't care about this. Like I all I was like all the I was like all the characters I hate. The main character yeah. is easily the worst on the show. Oof. And I just like and the only it was shitty cuz like the only character I liked was Jason Biggs and it was only because it was Jason Biggs. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Right. I was just like, "Oh, I haven't seen him in something in a really long time." I was like, "I'm glad he's like, I was like, I'm glad he's like getting back in the game. He's still out there kicking." Um in the first episode, is it? Would you say there's pretty much like equal time spent on all the different characters, or what, did anybody stand out as being like more to the forefront? Uh, the the girl. I see. This this is my thing. I'm having to look at character names, and honestly, I don't even know if I can like piece them together. I, no. Really. Yeah. The one that I feel like didn't get the most time. Um. The Icelandic girl. No, I was thinking of the the Hindi girl who is, oh, her yeah. character name is Tina. Okay. Uh, who the one who lives in Mumbai? Yes. I feel like she didn't really get a whole lot of time. Should we talk about each of these characters? Like, should we, we can, do that? We can try. We okay. can try. So I mean, she's engaged to this guy who she obviously it's like it seems to me like it's a social pressure thing to where she's yeah. supposed to get married at this time in her life and so that's what she's trying to do she doesn't love him maybe she's never she loved anybody love him. she yeah mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know if, i don't know her whole backstory but it seems like maybe it's just like she's trying to love this guy she's she's looking for love in all the wrong places looking for love yeah. and thanks and uh and so she's connected most directly with this white, I think, German guy. And they obviously have some sort of a love connection to where it's like, oh, so they're soulmates, but they live on opposite sides of the globe, 
I guess is which is an interesting premise, which is a cool little story, but it's just so fucking much to digest with all of all of these stories overlapping. Oh, sorry. Her name's not Tina in the show, it's Kala. Sorry, Tina is her real name. Kala, okay. Kala. Kala. Dan, Dan, Dan Dakar. Kala me up, baby girl. <laughs> I, did, I, I thought the, the characters that got the most time are the, uh, the German uh, safecracker, the Chicago police officer, and the Icelandic DJ girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought those were the ones that got the most screen time in this episode. The trans woman got a lot of air, I think. But, like, it was really interesting to me. Like, yeah. I think they did a good job. Like, the fact... They did a good job transferring between each story. I really... Doug, I don't know how I'm going to rate this show. I really don't right now. I'm gonna We'll figure it out through the conversation. But, like, I did appreciate how the gray areas with gender in the fact that, like... so. The trans woman... What's her name? Do you know her name? I don't know her name. Uh, one second. Yes, I do. Right here. Her name is Nomi. Nomi, that's Nomi right, Marks. yeah. I thought it was cool that... So, in the little, like, description on Wikipedia, it says that she chose that name to stand for No-Me. Like, K-N-O-W. Oh. Me. Like, Know-Me for who I am. I like that. I like that. I do like that she um, she's with it, this is I like these gray areas I like these nuances I like that she's with a woman who I assume which assuming makes an ass out of you and Doug as they say but I assume that the woman that she's with is a lesbian and I, I really like that she has transitioned and is now able to be with somebody that she wouldn't able to be, to be with had she not been able to transition, I guess. And they're obviously, like, they are in love. Like, their love is fucking powerful. And Nomi is connected with that Korean woman who, like, there's nothing... A lot of these connections are, are like, okay, sexual. They didn't talk a lot. She didn't have a lot of screen time, like, at all, really. Her and the the guy in... in uh, uh, Nairobi. Oh, that yeah, um, I like him. I like him. Those two had the I feel like had the least screen time out of everyone. Yeah, you're right. Honestly, you're right. Oh, and the and the the Spanish actor. Yeah, he gets dude. As the sh- like like we I think we mentioned on air. I have seen the whole first season and the Spanish actor or the the telenovela star he gets real interesting as time goes on okay his storyline does get really honestly i would watch a show just about him i did i i think it's really interesting and really i mean it's obviously it's going to be socially progressive made by the wachowskis and you know the things that they've obviously experienced in the last what 20 years um i thought it was really cool that it it really kind of like has a has a wide range of like sexuality and religion and gender and like and race and a bunch of other you know just like it really encompasses all of these political so like socio political issues totally. that we're dealing with today. Yeah, which is pretty cool, honestly, because like yeah, honestly, like nine times out of ten, you'll like turn on a TV show and it's gonna be like dominated by like cisgendered white people. Yeah, and especially yeah, that's great. And especially, like, for a Netflix show, 
you know, like it's it it kind of makes me be like, all right, Netflix, like you're really you're on the you're trying to be on the cutting edge at least, like you're you're up there, like trying to let's 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 make something happen, guys. Let's make some change. You know, like this shit's been going yeah. on too long. Everybody, can we please can we please just try to change some things around here? Were you ever into Watchmen at all? Uh, a little bit, a little, but not no. A little bit, yeah. I wasn't really into the movie or anything, yeah, but I yeah, did yeah. like the graphic novel. The novel, yeah. And I, I really, really liked before Watchmen, which was the comic. They did like, I think each character had like four to four to six one shots. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying, so it was like before the actual like Watchmen graphic novel, and, um. Michael J. Straczynski, who uh, co-wrote Since 8 with the Wachowskis, uh, wrote a few of the storylines for Before Watchmen. And I, whenever I saw his name, I was like, do I know him from something? And I like looked him up and then I saw he... Because he, I was like, I've read some of his comic books before. And then I found out it was the Watchmen, a couple of the Watchmen, or Before Watchmen series. And I was like, oh, that's okay. badass. I really liked those. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool that they... And he also worked on Babylon 5. So he comes from like a sci-fi, a really hardcore sci-fi background. You I know like what that. I'm saying? Which makes so much sense for working with the Wachowskis. It's just like... Because, I mean, they're obviously very socially, politically, socio-politically aware, but they, they, I feel like they've just done a fuck ton of drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're <laughs> deep in the sci-fi world. Yeah, right, like, right. I mean, f- they even smoke DMT in this episode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's right. Like, first off, I thought they were smoking crack. I was like, uh, that... Mm. Yeah. I was like, that looks like a crack pipe. <laughs> this is this is the Icelandic girl, right? Like the what's her name? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Uh, I don't even fucking know. Her name's Riley. Okay, Riley, I have no clue. Yeah. She's a she's an Icelandic DJ, but she like she's really dope. She lives in London. Uh, but Isn't then, she dating uh, a British guy? Story, yeah, well, she lives in London. She's dating that British guy or whatever. And then they go over to that dude's house who has DMT. And then, like, they're literally just there to rot. Well, Riley doesn't have any part of it. But she, the the two dudes that she's with is just playing to, like, rob this dude of his money and his drugs. Yeah. Oh, uh, Doug. That reminds so me, man. Random. That Yeah, that was, that was an interesting choice, story-wise. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I want to just say, that reminded me. And this is like the only note that I took for this episode is that the the opening with the pool with the water was to me like that was really great because you see everybody's con- connections. Do you remember what I'm talking about? When they're all in the swimming pool or the water and they're just like they're just floating around just trying to figure out what's going on, they're touching each other and just like connecting. Why do I not remember this? Was this during, like, the credit intro? It might have been actually the second episode that I accidentally watched. <laughs> I was about to say, like, because the intro for the first episode is with Daryl Hannah and Saeed from Lost. You know what I'm talking about? Where she's in the church. Okay, you're right. I did watch too many like, episodes. she's, like, connected with, with Saeed, and she's connected with whoever the fuck that guy is who's, like, trying to control her or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she shoots herself, and then that, like, everyone seems to know like everyone like saw that they, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so. they sense the disturbance in the forest man padawan 
there's another character who I didn't see much. She's in only like in the maybe it was like. Hold on. Maybe um maybe I like mistook him as a character. I did, or maybe he's like on an outline character. But it's in that first episode where that dude is at that rave. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's like at the rave, and then you just like see his like eyes get all wide, and he's like staring, and he sees Daryl Hannah standing in front of him. I feel like that was the only time you saw that character. I am I like mistaken? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Or maybe he's just like an outline kind of character. Like I was like, I was like, who is this, and why is he a part of this? Because I never saw him again. Right. Yeah. Unless like he was at. Riley's rave, maybe. Oh, but that doesn't explain why he would see Daryl Hannah. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I wish I could help you here. I have no fucking clue, bro. <laughs> I have no idea. <sighs> see, this is what I'm saying. Like they, I swear to God, they could not write a coherent story if you paid them to. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, Wachowskis, we love you. This is a lot, though. I don't particularly love you guys, but, you know, just write a write a normal fucking movie, man. Just do something normal. Let's call the show Sense 3, and let's cut down, let's get rid of five of these characters, and just... And make it more digestible. <laughs> if I ate this show as a meal, I would be shitting for weeks. Like, these, these people are award-winning acclaimed act or not actors but directors and writers right and i feel like human trafficking which was a lifetime series did what they're trying to do so much better so much better that's an interesting i was like i can follow this that's a very interesting way to to tie it all back in because yeah there's a lot of characters in human trafficking and, and it, like it, the story like jumps from place to place, you know what I'm saying? And like I was like I can follow this, but this show I was just like what the fuck? It's a lot. Like there's a lot of good ideas here. There's a lot of good characters. It's just like make f- make four shows instead of one. This is just too much, you guys. You girls. Yeah, like why couldn't like and Lost is uh, People shit on Lost, but, like, I feel like the pilot of Lost is more coherent than this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't grasp it properly, I feel like. But I, that's no, just I agree. me, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I agree, and I think coming from where I'm coming from, I think I have to say, watching the series makes it more di- digestible, but that's a commitment that not everyone's going to... I could totally imagine. Not yeah. everyone's going to be willing to make that commitment after seeing this pilot episode. And I think that kind of lands where my rating is going to is yeah, going to be. Yeah, like that that was my thing. Like I was like I could totally see this making more sense as it goes along like Lost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but people will argue that it makes less and less sense as as it goes on. But as a pilot episode, it does set up what you're getting into but another part of a pilot is to make you want to keep watching yes and it needs to be coherent enough where you're like okay let's see where this goes but it was so fucking convoluted that i'm like i don't i don't know i i'm kind of up in the air you know what i'm saying that wraps it up doug that was a really good sentence that really wrapped it up honestly
yeah it's just like it's so convoluted that yeah. it's just hard to wrap my head around yeah there's the same thing with with like with the matrix at least the first one like i didn't know if they were in the matrix or if they were in the real world ever hmm Hmm. Like what is what the fuck? But then again, I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I don't know. Watching it as an adult, I'm just like fuck. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not really a storyline jumper. I oh, need I like need a fucking beginning, Be- middle, beginning, middle, end. Yep, yep. Three yeah, acts with a cl- with a with a climax in there and a resolution at the end. Like I need that, but. That's that's the good. The Wachowskis yeah. are they like they just they, they stick up their middle fingers to that fucking that process and they're like go fuck yourself if you like that you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's just like and I I appreciate that statement and I really the Wachowskis I love like I'm all about that Matrix life I do believe in the simulation biz biz and also I'll say. <laughs> Doug's upset. No, I, I only made that face because I'm like, I believe in the simulation theory too, but it makes me so sad when I'm like, none of this is real. Yeah, well, see, I don't actually believe in the simulation. I am, I found out recently I am a nihilist. Like, I don't think anything fucking matters, but also, I do... Which is basically believing in the simulation. Uh, yeah, essentially. It's just different words for, yeah. Yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I do. We're really we're trying. We're milking this baby. We're we're just fucking trying right here. Uh, I I do appreciate all of their spiritual observations and the ties that they make. The Wachowskis, like especially in the Matrix. That's why I have faith in them as people. Is because the Matrix changed my life when I saw it the first time. And also, uh, Wachowskis, give me something I can swallow. Don't give me a fucking grapefruit and tell me it's a it's a, a Klonopin pill. Don't tell me to swallow this in one down. Like, what are you talking about? This is too much, you guys. Just imagining you, like, unhinging your jaw and shoving a fucking grape... Th- a whole grapefruit down your throat. Um, yeah. Sorry. I uh, uh, A thing just popped up on my... Uh, a message from a group chat just popped up on my iPad about my friend's mom being in a car accident. Okay, yeah, she's fine. It's just her car that's fucked. Okay, good. Okay, good. That was fucking scary. Yeah, that was a little uh, unsettling. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> how do we pick... I don't know how to pick this up. I don't even out. know how we picked that back up. I apologize. You were in the middle of talking about uh, simulation theory. Oh, I don't... I was just trying to fill time. So, wait, oh, okay. Doug, for real though, can I leave in us like the pretext of us talking about it and then just take out the names and oh. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to edit this otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. You can leave it. You can leave in the the. You can leave in the part where I was like, "Oh shit!" I okay, got a message. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Uh, simulation theory, Wachowski's. What? Let's talk about the show a little bit. A little more. bit, yeah. Well, there's that. Okay, so there's that whole like scene where that dude is cracking that safe. Um, see, that's the thing. It seemed like all of these were like completely disconnected which obviously they're supposed to be because everyone's living their own lives you know what i'm saying but like so this dude's cracking this safe and he hears sirens and but it's the sirens of the police car in chicago of the character will um and then 
Will is they're trying to save that little boy. Yeah. Um, which was odd. Well, it wasn't odd that he was trying to save him. I thought it was odd that he tried to save him after the kid pulled a gun on him. Um, but then I found it even more odd that when they show up to the hospital, the nurse is like, we don't take gunshot wound. We don't do gunshot victims here. Yeah. Like she was like, we've, we stopped doing that and we've become a better hospital since we stopped doing that. And I was yeah. just like, yo, Chicago is fucked. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot my Chicago accent. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. And then you have the, I don't, I don't really know anything about the, the Korean businesswoman. Uh, I don't really know much about the, the Hindi girl yep. in Mumbai besides what you talked about. Uh, there's the Icelandic DJ, DJ Riley who's like trying to get out of a bad life situation or yeah. something. Yeah. Which is why those dudes robbed that drug dealer. Um, yeah. Yep. And then her English is amazing. Yeah, her English. Well, I think they, from what I remember of living in Iceland, they do speak English there. I mean, they obviously speak Icelandic, but they do speak English. I know a few words in Icelandic. I know it's it's a hard language. I know. Can that. I tell you how to say yes? How about that? Can I tell you how to say Go yes? Go for it. You try it out. You that was good. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of like inflection and like tone changes in Icelandic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, like Reykjavik. When you spell it out, it looks nothing like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's things like that. But, um, who else was it? Oh, okay, so, and then we didn't see a whole lot about the guy in, Mo- or not, Mo- yeah, uh, oh, no, Nairobi. Yes. Um, he's the one who, who drives that bus. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a whole business in these, like, little towns where people just bring their, these buses and drive people to the, to, uh, the city. Yeah, right. And he has, like what's on the side of his bus? I'm that. trying to remember what's oh. on the... Van Damme. Van, yes. But, like, the whole, like, get-up is that everyone has, a, like, a pun. Like, a van pun for their van. There's this Van Damme. There was the Bat Van. You know, like, Batman. Right, right. And there was, like, a couple other ones. And I was yeah. just like, this is... I was like, this is kind of funny, but also a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. But for all I know, that could be how it really is. I really, I don't know. No clue. No clue. Do Do we see more of Saeed? I can't think of the in the first episode. Name. I don't think so. Oh, I just mean like throughout the series. Oh yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. Yeah, he's okay. a big he's a big uh, name. You know, he's a big actor. You got to bring him back. Now, Naveen Andrews. That's his. That's his real name. Yeah. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. See. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's from England. He's from London. I didn't know that. I did not either, but I do believe it. I'm just looking at his at his Wikipedia page. What else? What What's um, the most information? What's the most? Im- uh, what's the most intriguing bit of information from his Wikipedia? He was in the English Patient. <laughs> I okay. don't know. I I would have to like dig through it. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm quick just glancing trying. At it. I'm just looking for something. Um, 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 
Um, He's been in a few different movies. Uh, Rollerball, Mighty Joe Young, Bombay Boys. Mighty Joe Young? Patient. Yeah. Do you remember that movie, dude? I do. That's why I said it. Ugh. I brought it up. Mighty um, Joe Young. But I mean, I, I mean, as soon as I saw him on the screen, I was like, oh shit, that's Saeed from Lost. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. And D- Doug, you do have a Dharma Initiative I, tattoo. Yeah, I do. A pretty big one on my shin. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead, uh, just because I feel like we've showed our cards already. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and say what we would rate Lost as the show Lost. Oh, that's so hard, man. It depends on like what what point you're talking. The pilot, to, I okay. Mean, the the pilot. That's our oh, shit. the pilot. Zero, zero. blindfolds all day. Zero all day. Zero. I mean, it's just like I was in Chicago recently, back in May, and um, we were hanging out with some dudes. And one person was like, "Yeah, I watched like the first couple seasons of Lost, and uh, you know, I I don't really know how it ends." And I was like, "Well, do you want to know how it ends?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's fine. I I'll probably right. never watch it again." Yeah. And I I went into describing like season five and season six to him, and he was just like, he sat there with his like jaw on the floor, like eyes like wide, and he was just like what the fuck are you even saying anymore? <laughs> that brings up an oh, interesting point. Like, what's your what's your favorite season of Lost? I like four. Four? Same. Dude, same. I was going to say four also, bro. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I have the Dharma Initiative uh, station I have on there is the Orchid, which is the time travel one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes sense that four is my favorite season. I love Lost's um, take on time travel. Because yeah. it's like, okay, you can't ever change time. Like, And I love how they go. They planted JJ. JJ, come on our podcast. He plants so I much shit it. throughout there where it's like, once you find out about time travel, it all makes sense. Like, oh, this is why this happened. This is why that happened. And But it's like, you can't change the universe that you're in, but... There's parallel universes where you can go to. and Well, it's like, even before Jack and all of them got to the island, they had already been to the island in the 70s. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, oh, fuck. like, they were already there before they went to the island right. the first time. Or the quote-unquote first time, which is like, what the fuck is oh, going on? It's beautiful. Um, it's so good. I, I love I love Lost, and I, I, like you said, I really like how they handled time travel and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot I of mean, like swings it, at time traveling. There's a lot of people trying to to work that out theoretically, but that just changed my fucking perspective. Like, do you know the story? Do you know um, the Time Traveler's Wife? It's a book and a movie. I, I know the book. I don't know the story per se, and I've never watched the movie. I've never seen the movie. I, I did. I read know the book. it like peripherally exists. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I've not. Yeah, I've, I've I've read the book. I haven't seen the movie just because I heard a lot of disappointing things the movie about it. wasn't that good yeah that's what i heard but but that theory of time travel is similar to where if, if you go back in time and do something then that always happened like you can't you can't change your own timeline since we're talking about time travel can we do a little uh can i dig us into a rabbit hole please have you ever se- have you ever seen the lake house before <laughs> lake house no uh it's keanu reeves and sandra bullock oh boy and they live okay so in separate time like different points in time they live in this house 
separately in this lake house and they they write letters to each other i remember this like trailer shows I'm- up in the fucking mailbox and it's like keanu reeves is like six years behind sandra bullock or something like that and they're like sending these letters via time travel through this mailbox and then at the end of the movie they like meet up or whatever but at the beginning they actually like met each other it's Bat shit bonkers. Like, it's literally, like, one of the stupidest concepts of time travel. I remember this trailer. Okay, this is a great rabbit hole, Doug. Thank you so much for this, because... <laughs> let me say first off... The lake House is not good. <laughs> in response to that, I do remember the trailer. I do remember the whole... Like, I don't know. That was, like, 2000s. I don't even know when that was. Yeah, it's gotta be somewhere in there. And also, that brings... That kind of brings up very easily seamlessly donnie darko talking about time travel and mailboxes donnie darko the the last time i watched donnie darko was maybe like a year ago so i just decided to out of nowhere i was like what like i hadn't seen donnie darko in maybe like i don't know six or seven years at this point and whatever, some something sparked in my brain. I was like, "What the fuck is this movie about?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's a big question. I, yeah, so I googled it and I read everything about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's actually based on like the Tibetan Book of the Dead and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. And and then I put after I finished this like really long article and everything, breaking everything down, diff- the different storylines and everything. I put the movie in, and then I was reading along with it while it was playing and I, I was like this makes so much more sense now yeah and I was like what but but I mean it's like if you didn't read anything about it you'd probably have to watch it 20 times before you even like yeah. began to I watched it, it maybe like yeah six times or so before but then I had friends who were like telling me okay like give me little clues like this is what's happening here this is what's happening there but then it was probably yeah like this is Doug and I are kind of old uh, comparatively to you fucking stupid millennials listening to this. But, uh, but when I first watched it, like, the internet was a thing, obviously, but it wasn't, it, like, I wouldn't go there, like, just off the bat, just, and, and, and. Yeah, I mean, the first time I watched it, I was maybe, like, 14 years old. Yeah, same, yep, yep. And this, like, cute older girl who lived up the street from me, she was, like, a year older than me, and she was like, you ever seen Donnie Darko? I was like, no, so I checked it out, and I was like, oh, like I've never done drugs before, but I feel like I need to to understand this movie. God, as a fucking like time, like th- that movie is just so fucking good. Why are you wearing Weird that stupid bunny suit? Why are you wearing that stupid man suit when he's in the fucking movie theater? Yeah, come mm-hmm. on. Why are you wearing that stupid man suit? That's the best. Like, oh my fucking god! It's just like. It's time travel laid with, like, multi-universe, like, the multiverse laid on top of each other, basically. Like, these alternate timelines are coexisting in this one time period because of the... I can't, I can't even remember. Like something happened. It's like when the the plane wreck. There's one. There yeah. There's one. Oh, back to lost. Yeah, it's like there's one storyline for like the first 20 minutes of the movie, and then the plane crash happens, and then that opens up this like multi universe, and then the multi universe is laying on top of regular reality. And, uh, dude, I can't. <laughs> Again, headaches. I'm just like, this is yeah, too much for me to it's even a process. Lot. Like, it's so. It's so much. I feel like it's like. 
I don't want to get too much into my own personal experiences on <laughs> for for public listeners. Okay. But I feel like it's something that you won't truly understand until you've taken hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Totally. Like I feel like you need to take hallucinogenic drugs to even begin to comprehend these concepts. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, okay, I'll say this. You don't have to follow me here. That's fine, Doug. And if you want, I can also edit this out. But I'll say this. I mean, that we, we talked about it on your podcast. It's out there already. Okay, it's out there. It's it's a thing now. But for yeah, me, it's, it's like acid, real acid, and shrooms. Real shroom. Oh, I'm a man. I know about real things. Uh, make me think that like time... One... This is so fucking... This is fucking hack as shit. But, like, time is a construct. It's a flat plane. We can't understand it. Uh, if there is a god, which I doubt, but if there is, it is outside of time. And so we're just, like, in a process. This is how we conceptualize and give terms to things is within the construct of time. And... It's not real. It's not real. That's all. Well, it's like if you, like, drew a circle. Yeah. A bunch of times on top of itself. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. And then you were to take that, like, metaphysically, if you were able to take it out and spread it out like a deck of cards, but in a circle, so it, like, all connects back to each other, but, like, each go-around is a different timeline, but it's all connected to the same original mm. timeline, which is that one circle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that just tripped myself out. Um, sorry for everyone who had to listen to that. <laughs> it kind of makes a lot of sense, though, because it ironically ties back into the show that we watched. It does. It really does. I mean, it's just... And I think that this show is kind of important because, like, it really depicts how, even though we're not... Physic, we're not all physically connected, but in one way or another, everyone in this universe is connected through the ether, you know what I'm saying? Through yeah, the multiverse, yeah. like through... It doesn't have to necessarily... I think they're they're using telepathy as a a mental image for that. You know a what metaphor, I'm to, yeah. Yeah, it's a metaphor for being interconnected that's through a the beautiful, universe. That's a beautiful take, Doug. That's good. I like that. I like that. I mean, I, I do like the Wachowskis themes, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I do really I like simulation the theory. Subject I like matter. The, I, the yeah, I like the interconnectivity of of humanity, you know what I'm saying? Like um but they just do it in such a weird fucking way where it's just like I mean, what I just said is a hard concept to grasp. Yeah. If you if if you've never thought about it before, but and if you've def and if you've never even thought about it before, watching this would just be like, what's going on? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yep, yep, yep. So it's just like I don't know, man. Like I said, I feel like they've done a lot of drugs <laughs> to bring it all back. Takes one to know one. Yeah, I feel like the Wachowskis have just done a lot of drugs, yeah. and I'm just like, all right, guys. Like I get it. I've done a lot of drugs, listeners. You fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. we 
Okay. I don't know how you get away with talking about this when you like work for a church and the Salvation Army and all yeah. this other shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm preaching a sermon next week, Doug. I'm going to talk about... And here, and here you are talking about doing acid and Donnie Darko. Yeah, and I think that's... The multiverse. That's important. Like, ugh, that's a whole nother story. I mean, yeah, we talked about it in your podcast, Jesus did drugs. <laughs> Probably. I'm just... Let me just say this. This is just a real, real quick plug. Uh, I think... It, Okay, I'm going to say this real fast. I think it's important that pastors stop trying to convince people of shit they don't believe and start trying to either help them out of the church or to realize why they want to be in the church. That's that's all I got to say. The end. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I was always bored when, like, I never, like, went to an interesting church where it was, like, a conversation. Yeah. I guess most churches aren't. I feel like that's probably what small groups are for. But even when I would go to a small group, it was always like one person like telling me, this is fact. Now let's talk about how you feel about this fact. Oh, Instead of like, here's this concept. Let's talk about how you feel about this concept and how you, how you interpreted this concept. Doug. It's just like, that's good. Of, it's just like, this is a fact not a concept you know what i'm saying Dog, that's and that was always my issue with like mainstream hardcore religion is just like everyone just they're just like this is a fact do not question that this is a fact Dog, you know that what I'm is there's there's no room beautiful. for for interpretation in their eyes Ugh, i love that i love that dude that's so great you're right you're so right bro yeah. And that good. was like a big part of like why I was like never like turned on by it. I was just like, yeah, why why am I listening to this dude tell me that this is a fact? Yeah, when it makes no fucking sense, especially when there's no like like a history book is like one thing. There's other texts that that's referencing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the yep. Bible is like. The Bible's like that one thing. There's nothing. There's no like outside sources. Like they didn't. There's no like citations in yeah. the Bible. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. As a so history like, book, as as a a book of mythology, as a compilation yeah. of ideas and stories. Like you don't need citation. But if you're gonna try to call it historical, then we got some problems. You guys, we got some yeah, obvious need- issues. I need some like like scholarly, you know, works to back this up. You right. know what I mean? Like and I've I've read things like Thomas Aquinas and people like that, you know what I'm saying? But that just just cuz someone else is writing about the Bible being fact doesn't make the Bible fact. No. Like, no, it does not. No, it does not. We're getting uh, smarter and smarter as a society as as humans. And so yeah. this is a problem. <laughs> I mean, I took a Christian theory class in high school, or not oh. in high school, sorry, woof, high school, college. I was like, what kind of fucking high school <laughs> would be teaching a Christian theory class? Um, I took it in college, and uh, it was, sometimes it was rough. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm. But, uh, yeah, uh, since eight, uh, it's... It's a show, man. It's, it's a show. It's a show. It's a sh- I'm going to flawlessly transition. Yeah, I'm going to just start talking about who I would recommend this to, honestly. Like, yeah, great. 
I I would recommend it to. I mean, it, honestly, this is like for people who appreciate the way the Wachowskis write. You know what I'm saying? This isn't made for the everyday man. It's 100% not. Yep. It, it's made for socially conscious people who are into things that deal with multiverse, that deal with human interconnectivity, who like simulation theory. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, 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 I feel like we've, we've touched on the fact that it's a telepathic you know connection but honestly like if one if you like take out that word telepathic it really just deals with human interconnectivity mm, and nice but they're using the like like i said they're using the tel, tel the tel telepathy as uh as like a metaphor for it you know what i'm saying it's it's the thing that drives I like that the yeah. concept of human interconnectivity nice um but yeah i think it this is really just for like people who like the way the Wachowskis right. Like, if you don't mm. like that, then this just isn't for you. Yeah. My first thought was Matrix fans. Or, like... Uh, yeah, that was my f- that was my thing, too. But I was like, that's too simple. You know what I'm it saying? It is. You're like, right. You're uh, right. You're right. It's, it's just too... It's obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like... See, like, who I'd recommend it to as a pilot is honestly different from who I'd recommend it to as a show, as a series. As a show. Honestly, as as a pilot, I don't think I would recommend it to anyone. Like, I would never, like, be in a bar and they're like, oh, you seen any cool shows lately? Like, Sense8 would definitely not come up. Yeah. It's a commit. It, once again, we've Unless said that, they I've just said this mentioned that they like Wachowskis. But, yeah, it, it's definitely a commitment. It's definitely a commitment. Yes. And we've used that phrase before. It is a commitment. And I only say that because our <laughs> our system isn't Dude, perfect. You fell asleep during it yesterday. <laughs> I did. We were watching. We we're supposed to. Doug and I were supposed to record yesterday, and I fucking fell asleep and woke up two hours later and texted Doug and I was like, "I'm so sorry, bro." <laughs> Oh, dude, it was fine. I like I told you, I told you, and I said it earlier uh, in this recording. Like I came out of it with a fucking headache. With a headache. Like I was just, with an actual headache. An actual headache. I was like, wow. Like I was like, I'm okay with not recording today because you were in physical pain after watching. I was like, this I don't even want to talk about this now, honestly, because I was like ready to talk about it as soon as I finished the show. You know what I'm saying? Like we were supposed to record it for. I finished it at like 3.45, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this, but I'm also like, we need to keep this short because I think I'm going to, my head's going to explode if we do an hour and a half on this right Right. after watching this show. It it probably honestly worked out better that we're recording this a day later and we're probably honestly maybe going to rate it a little, a little bit softer just because we were a little bit far, further removed from the show. I think my rating's going to stay the same, honestly, but okay, I'm more okay. inclined to talk about it now. I'm very... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I, like I, I've had time to digest it. Yeah. I've had time to, like, come down off of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like... It's a trip. Yeah. It's a fucking trip. I do really like... Like I mentioned before, I'll just say it one more time. I do really like the telenovela star the you know the latino actor i do really like his storyline a lot like it's very very interesting did you pick up on on what did you pick up on like his anything like from of his backstory just from that pilot just like as far as what's going on uh no i mean i didn't 
Okay, so, like, his, like, only storyline in this episode is he's on set, he keeps fucking up his lines, he's in his trailer, he's rehearsing, this, this, like, extra or other actor, like, comes, she's, first off, she's dressed like a nun, which is just, like, kinky as fuck. Right, that is some kink. Well, it's not kinky in itself, but, like, she offers to, like, basically fuck him. Yeah. To relieve some stress, which makes the nun outfit kinky, and it's just weird. Yeah. But um. But she like starts to undo his pants, and then he gets real weird. And I didn't. I was just like, oh, maybe he's married or something like that, because she was just like, oh, she must be a lucky lady. But then I was looking at the Wikipedia article, and it says he's a homosexual. Yeah. And I was just right. like, yeah. I was like, oh, that all That's that where, makes yeah. way more sense now. That's where it gets interesting, and this is kind of redundant with what we've already talked about with the Wachowskis and everything, but he, it's really interesting. Cause like, it's like the world that he's in as a telenovela star. And as, as far as his culture goes is it, at the very least not homophobic. Accepted. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. And so he's trying to maintain this thing where he's trying, he's trying to be like a, like a, a straight sex icon, but on, but like in his, personal life personal life yeah, yeah he's like you know he is in a committed same-sex relationship and so it's just interesting that like that's his dynamic i think that it's it's an interesting dynamic i guess uh, no i'll agree with you i it's just like you don't get a lot of that in the first episode in the first episode i just totally. wish i wish they had taken the time to give each character an equal setup. You know what I'm saying? That's, Instead yeah. of kind of... Like, they focus on really just three storylines. And there's eight different characters. And mm-hmm. honestly, eight characters is a lot to juggle within an hour. It is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot to juggle. Yeah, And is. I mean, if you really broke it down, the episode's like an hour and seven minutes, so it's 67 minutes long. Realistically, if you broke it up... Equally, each character would only have like eight minutes. Mm, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? They would only have so sense just eight like... minutes. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, it's just... So, I mean, I get no, why yeah. they didn't do it, but it's like... And I get why there's eight characters to like match the name, but I wish they had just went with less characters. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's fair. If they had done less characters, you could have set them all up, but... Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. Are we are we about to do our blindfolds right now? Is that what's happening? It sounds yeah, like it. may as well, may as well, man. Let's yeah. just uh, get it out there in the open for everyone to hear. Ugh, this is hard for me. Uh, as a pilot... Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. As a pilot... Okay, that's my disclaimer. So don't fucking... Don't chop up my audio like... So I'm going to say this real quick just so you can't chop it up. As a pilot, I gave it three blindfolds. Kind of in the same boat, honestly. Like, three blindfolds seems fair. I, I haven't watched any of the other series or rest of the series. I could see how it becomes more developed. But as a pilot, I'm like, you could you could take a pass on this. Yeah. And it really wouldn't change how you exist in the world. <laughs> Like, it's not life-changing, but I could see how some people might think it is. So I'm going to have to give it three blindfolds as well. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really glad about that. 
that were on that I mean, scene. That, it, 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 I mean, yes, it gave me a headache. Yes, it's convoluted. Yes, it's not the easiest thing in the world to follow. But I think there are important, like, I, does, I do think it touches on some important issues that, that don't really get brought up in TV or Netflix in general, especially like a Netflix original. Agreed. Where they're pumping out shows like disjointed and 13 reasons why and Ooh. you know shit like that and it, i think it really touches on some very important issues that Agreed. need to be more talked about in the mainstream which i mean it is 2018 so yes these things are being talked about in the mainstream but when did when did this show come out it came out in uh like what 24 i'm on naveen and don't suck I'm guessing 2015. Yeah, 2015, and and it ended this year. Like, it ended in June of this year. Okay, okay. Um, So, yeah, I mean, but in 2015, we weren't really talking about transgender issues. We weren't... Not as much. I mean... When did the bathroom shit start happening, bro? Yeah, that's when the bathroom stuff started happening, and, I mean, yes, we were talking about Black Lives Matters in 2015, or, I mean, at least maybe that was, like, the beginning, kind of, of it. I don't really know when the Black Lives Matter movement started. I'm yeah. not, uh, not well-versed in the complete history of that. But sure. I feel like that was kind of, like, proto-Black Lives Matter and everything like that. Um, but I'm, So, like, race and gender. and I mean, obviously, sexuality was, like, out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been talking about pride and things like that for, for years. Yeah. Uh, like literally like decades now you know what i'm saying that, oh that's something that that i liked that where they were talking about how so like they're at pride and the nomi and her girlfriend yeah, do pride the and they meet up with his friend and they're like oh i can't wait to see your uh your your pride uh I'm assuming it's like a play or a, a, a modern interpretive dance or something like that and he was just like he was like, I don't know if you should be like, it's really dark. And, and someone says that pr- pride used to be like a death march in the eighties. And he's like, yes, that's what I'm trying to like go for. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I want to like be yeah. able to like hold hands of like the people that went through that basically. And, um, I was like, I was like this, I was like, that is something that people don't talk about. Like if we like see anything about pride these days, it's just like these like wild ass, you know, it's basically a party, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like 30 years, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it was like, like, you know, like he said, it was like a death march, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah. something to be like, it wasn't a party. It was yeah. really just like a really somber time, you know what I mean? I'm like, that yeah. is really interesting that they even like decided to touch on that. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was really important. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the topics in this show are are super fucking important. And mm-hmm. I just think as a pilot, like we said, like as a pilot, hopefully if you're listening, you've you've gleaned this much from us. But like we're reviewing pilots as pilots and we we think how we think and that doesn't necessarily factor into our rating. Oh, also, by the way, it's a reverse star system is what it is, and so three. (laughs) 
I feel like we need to always remind people of it that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't did I make this did I make up the rating? Yeah, yes, of course you did. Okay, if, it, so. if it's a part of this show and it doesn't make sense, it's my fault. You made it up. It's you all it my up. fault. Yeah. Um <laughs> Doug, oh, I love you. Okay. Uh I think the topics are super important and the characters are are great. Honestly, all the characters are really great. But it's just a lot, you guys. As a pilot episode, you fucking overwhelmed me. Like I said, call it fucking Sense 3. Don't give me all of this. Don't. It's too much. Sense E. <laughs> sense E. Sense E. Because it's sensitive. I know. Sensitive topics. It's it's a lot. It, that, was, that was really good. You really. That was good. If anything was good, that was good. <laughs> What's good, uh, Cincy? Yeah, it's yep. I. Yeah, it's I thought. I mean, it's. I don't know, man. I just could, I could see how it. I my only thing is like it must it obviously it has some good ratings, but the way that it came out doesn't say a lot of good things about it. I see. the The first season, one long stream of twelve episodes. It all came out at one time. Right. Right. Which came out in June of 2015, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Dropped in on, June. Dropped okay. on. They dropped on June 5th of 2015. All 12 episodes of the first season. So season two is broke up into is also 12 episodes, but it's broken up. So the first, the premiere of season two, was on December 23rd of 2016, which is like a year and a half later. Doesn't say much good about it. You know okay. what I'm saying? It seems like they had to fight to get it back on. Right. Uh, the next 10 episodes dropped on May 5th of 2017, which is five months later. Hmm. So they were, they obviously did, you know, that was like their production time. And then the finale didn't air until June of this year. That's a really weird schedule. So I'm just like, it doesn't say like, obviously like it has really good critical reviews, probably because of the topics it tackles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't think anyone in Hollywood wants to be, like, labeled as, like, transphobic or racist or anything right, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're going to say good things about it. But the way that it seems like they almost had to fight to, to have the production and to wrap it up doesn't say that it was good. It doesn't yeah. say that it was really well-received amongst the everyday viewer. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. No, you that, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Do you... Speaking like, of reviews, do was, you... Oh no, sorry. I was going to say if it was like well reviewed by just the everyday person, they would have just dropped all 12 episodes in one fell swoop like they did the first season. Right. It yep. was almost like Netflix wasn't on board. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Unless of reviews, we're just like let's be weird. Yeah, speaking of reviews, let's do our segment called Even Blinder Pilots. Shockingly, there are some pilots who are blinder than us. These reviews are critic reviews from Rotten Tomatoes today. Uh, we'll do a couple positive ones, a couple negative ones. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Because we're kind of in the middle on this one. Like, it's like, we like the subject matter, but I think it just could have been executed better is what it is. I think. I think. All right, you can cut this. This. Uh, I will. Violence out. I'm just picking. Dead... Air. The air is finally dead. 
Okay, here's one. Here's a negative review from Andy Greenwald of Grantland. I'm assuming that's some sort of publication. Um, the problem is that Sense8 fails to buttress its insanity with anything remotely resembling coherence or, in fact, entertainment. Okay. Coherence okay. or entertainment. That's... I don't yeah. know. Okay, all right. Um, here's another negative one that I laughed out out loud at. It's high in concept and low in blemishes. It is also terrible. Hmm. And that comes from Joshua Clover of the Nation. Hmm. Hmm. Joshua Clover? Of what nation? Uh, I guess that's the name of the publication. Of Joshua. Of what nation, you idiot? Tell me more. Be more specific, you fucking moron. This comes from... Vicky Hyman of the Newark Star-Ledger. Spanning almost as many genres as it does time zones, Netflix sense, Nef- 